episode of On My Mind. I'm Shelley Griffith, and I've been thinking lately about situations that involve the urinary tract, T-R-A-C-T, or the urinary system, and how common this problem is, certainly in physician offices and throughout the country. If we look at the actual anatomy of the system, and I know this may be redundant for some of you all, we start with the urethra, U-R-E-T-H-R-A, which is the thin tube running from our bladder to the outside so we can void and empty the bladder. The bladder itself is a soft structure that actually can expand and hold upwards of 300 to 400 milliliters or cc's of urine before we feel the urge to void. The ureters are the pipeline, if you will, from the kidneys to the bladder. And then the kidneys, obviously, the main filtration system for liquid from the bodies to the outside to keep us from building up a lot of toxic substances. There are so many problems with the urinary tract that we just can't cover all of them in one podcast. We may do another episode later, but I'd like to highlight a few things if I could. One of the most common problems we see is infections, the primary one being cystitis, C-Y-S-T-I-T-I-S, which is inflammation of the bladder. Very, very common problem that I, as a gynecologist, saw for many, many years and treated just literally hundreds or even thousands of these cases over almost 40 years. This inflammation of the bladder is caused mainly by bacteria, the most common being E. coli coming from the anal region and basically contaminating the urethra externally. You can also have vaginal infections in women of various bacterial types that will cause the infection at a subsequent time, and these need to be treated frequently. The main symptoms, as many of you know, frequency of urination, pressure, and burning with urination. Many people try over-the-counter type medications and get some relief, and we'll talk about that in a moment. The biggest infection in the kidneys will be pyelonephritis, P-Y-E-L-O-N-E-P-H-R-I-T-I-S, pyelonephritis. This is commonly seen in reflux through the ureter back up toward the kidney. can be in children frequently, certainly in adults. causes high fever, severe back pain, nausea and vomiting, general fatigue. And these need to be treated quickly and with strong medications to prevent kidney damage. Another thing that leads to long-term kidney disease is glomerulonephritis, G-L-O-M-E-R-U-L-O nephritis. Extremely serious problem that usually shows up with dark urine, bloody urine, and then certainly over a long period of time can lead to kidney or renal failure. We've all known somebody, I'm sure, that has had kidney stones. These are various forms of of calcified structures, small or large, in the kidneys, which can block the ureters at the top end and cause extreme pain, extreme infection, swelling of the kidneys, known as hydronephrosis, and certainly 
some significant problems down the line. The stones, when they're trying to pass, are equated with almost like labor pains that, that people talk about. These chronic infections, besides E. coli, they can occur with strep bacteria, staph bacteria, and need to be treated for a length of time to go away. The usual medications for infection are going to be, many you've seen, Bactrim, B-A-C-T-R-I-M-D-S, which is a sulfur preparation. These are all generics now. Macrodantin, M-A-C-R-O-D-A-N-T-I-N, or Macrobid, M-A-C-R-O-B-I-D. These are taken usually from five to ten days. I always preferred a minimum of seven days of therapy, but there are some debates out there. You could take them a shorter time. We check these with urine cultures, and these are done through the office. It takes about three to four days to get a final result. Another product that has been around for a long time but is finding a little disfavor lately for ciprofloxacin. Cipro can cause some significant muscle cramping and tearing, actually, so it has lost some favor in the last few years. If we look at some of these other problems that can lead up to chronic disease, we grade chronic kidney disease, or CKD, in various stages. And stage one usually represents what we call a glomerular filtration rate that's measured in the blood of 90 or greater. That's stage one, but it's really basically normal kidney function. Stage two, 60 to 89 rate. Stage three, 45 to 69 rate. Stage four, 15 to 29, getting much worse. And renal failure is usually looked at as less than 15 GFR plus a creatinine, serum creatinine, which measures function that is over 2.0, and a BUN, blood urea nitrogen, which is checked by the doctor, which can be extremely high. When you go to see the doctor for any of these problems, then they will discuss the fact that most likely you can have high blood pressure or diabetes or both, and this is generally what will set off this chronic kidney disease. About 15% of the population, or 37 million people in America, have chronic kidney disease at one level or another, and about a third of the diabetics and a fifth of the hypertensive have it. And sadly, about 90% of the patients are thought to not have any knowledge that something's going on. And if they don't have your analysis checked at the doctor or any blood test, you're not going to find out for a long time. Some of the symptoms that you may experience, nausea and vomiting, diarrhea, fever, chronic fatigue, listlessness, swelling of the feet and ankles, shortness of breath, chest pain, all of this can be related to renal disease. Your urine color can be a very dark orange uh, or may even be tending toward black. Uh, this has to be checked immediately to see what's going on. The doctor will also check blood counts, electrolyte counts, that's your sodium and potassium, may do the creatinine and BUN, 
and this GFR. They may also order a 24-hour urine sample for what we term creatinine clearance. That gives a great uh, idea of how our kidneys are functioning on a regular basis. If there are problems, you will most likely have a CT of both kidneys and the abdomen to check for other issues, small nature of the kidneys, which represent kidney disease, tumors, cysts, and so forth. Depending on this GFR, you might have to move in stage 5 to dialysis, a regular cleansing of the toxic substances in the blood, and this can be done once or twice a week sometimes under the care of a nephrologist. A urologist is the one that checks for infections, tumors, and so forth, and maybe doing surgery. The nephrologist is an internal medicine specialist with extra training who will follow up on all of this. You may well need surgery for some sort of problem of the urinary tract. If we look at cancers of the urinary tract, primarily in the kidneys and the bladder, these are extremely, extremely serious problems, as you can imagine. And between the two structures, there are some 80 plus thousand new cases predicted this year alone. 90% of the patients are over 55 years of age. The renal cancer is actually the fourth most common in men and probably somewhere in the range of sixth or seventh most common in women. But men have renal cancer twice as much as women do. The treatments for this will normally be radical surgery to remove a kidney if possible. Radiation, certainly chemotherapy, is available for those folks who can't have surgery or radiation. Various chemo agents are touted. You'll see ads on TV for products like Opdivo, OP, D-I-V-O, Inyata, I-N-Y-A-T-A, Yenvoy, Y-E-N-V-O-Y. And these are products that hopefully could help patients survive longer. Radical surgery today is being done with robotics, as are most radical surgeries in any organ system. And the adrenal gland of the affected side is usually taken. But remember, you have a kidney left, an adrenal gland left, so normal renal function can still occur long term. The other thing I'm going to briefly mention, we may do a whole podcast on this, is transplants. In 2021, there were 24,000 kidney transplants in America, about 68 a day, 9,200 liver transplants, 3,800 heart transplants. And in the renal category, 97% survive one year without any rejection. And there are many, many folks who make it up to 20 years or longer with a transplanted kidney. The longest on history right now is a gentleman who has made it 56 years. March is National Kidney Month, and I would urge people to join in helping anyone they can, be it a family member or a friend. Take them to appointments if they need to go to dialysis. Help support through passing out literature or volunteering at your hospital in the surgical area, perhaps, or in the area of helping with patient transfers and so forth. But basically, 
If you see any of these symptoms, please, please go see your physician, get checked out, and, and realize that these things can occur. Until next time, I'd like to leave you with a couple of quotes. One is from James Boren, an author. When in trouble, delegate. When in charge, ponder. And when in doubt, mumble. I think that's a great quote. The other quote is from the famous writer Ernest Hemingway, who says, Never confuse movement with action. All true. Thanks for listening today, and, and if you have any particular questions or comments, you may email me. We've done this before. Shellgriff at gmail.com, S-H-E-L-G-R-I-F at gmail.com. And now I'd like to wish each of you a safe and healthy day, and I'll see you a little further on up the road. Thank you.